When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Uh, we've had something in our city that was just so important to people and such a cool thing, and it's going away. Bradley, who is our guest and what are we talking about? No more missed a nice ride, or, well, we don't know. We'll find out. Hey, look, so apparently, despite record usage last year, Minneapolis is about to lose its bike and scooter share program. You've probably seen the nice ride bikes around right. town over the years. In fact, there 13 years they've been around. God, I'm old. Anyway, M. Castle from Racket is joining us. She scooped the story at Racket and is here to tell us all about it and uh, whether there's hope or not for the future. M., thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Okay, so for for the audience who doesn't even know what Nice Ride is, because not everybody's like right in and around Minneapolis, can you tell us a little bit about the program and then how we got to today? Absolutely. I'm happy to. So if you've ever seen these lime green kind of <laughs> big bicycles tearing around the streets of Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, those are nice ride bikes. They are um, part of a bike share program that kicked off, as you mentioned, 13 years ago, uh, which makes it one of the earliest bike share programs like it actually in the country and even in the world. We were like way ahead of the game with these bike shares. Oh, wow. Um, they've been super popular. As you mentioned, the last year or two have been record-breakingly popular. Um, but um, as you mentioned as well, yesterday um, we broke the news. It, uh, it, it Last year was the last season for them. Yeah, and I guess that uh, the uh, – tell us the reason by, behind – obviously you're saying that it was a record-breaking year for how they were used. Uh, what's the reason – behind the program ending. So what we're hearing is that uh, Lyft, the rideshare company, um, which has had the contract to manage and operate Nice Ride for the last five years or so, um, they're saying that they lost their presenting sponsor, which was Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, and because they have been unable to land another presenting sponsor, someone who would um, kind of back this program financially, um, it's looking like they won't be able to get the program off the ground this year. And if all continues this way, they won't be able to get the program going ever again. Can you, you know, I know there's a lot of moving parts and who owns what and how, what's funded by what. Cause like I, I learned a lot. So first of all, thanks for your piece. Cause I learned a lot about 
how these bikes <laughs> actually ended up on the streets and what, how the funding was done. But then I had all these questions like, why is this so convoluted? You'd feel like because this is such a needed resource, like I've heard a lot of U of M students relied on these, like you'd think that the city would have more of a an, uh, a relationship with this. Do you feel like other people are now that the light is shed on how this program worked, kind of coming to this like, hey, wait, we need to figure out a better solution for how to have such a, a needed resource, even if it seemed like it was flying under the radar. Yes, definitely. We are hearing from a lot of readers and seeing a lot of chatter online from people who are like, hey, you know, this is a public service. We should treat this in the same way that we treat public transit or anything else where it, it shouldn't be something that's reliant on a single financial backer. That feels um like it's not sturdy enough to serve the people of the Twin Cities. Um, And then on the other hand, we're definitely seeing a lot of commentary that's like, why hasn't the city stepped in? You Mm -hmm. know, Um, Nice Ride is saying that they are roughly $2 million short on their budget with the loss of their sponsor. That doesn't seem, I mean, it's a lot of money. I don't have $2 million, (laughs) but it doesn't seem like an unbearable amount of money for the city or the state to come up with. Or to find another sponsor to take it over. Maybe a competitor of the previous sponsor? Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) And at the beginning of the program, they didn't even know whether or not these bikes, like you said, whether or not it was going to work. Like They didn't know if they were just going to get so beat up within two years that they weren't rideable when you just have these bikes that are shared. They could get destroyed. And that didn't happen. People were taking care of these and people depending on these bikes to get to work or school. We're seeing a lot of students use them. And now what are they going to do? It's it's just I know kind of sad, isn't it? I think the story is nice. ride. It's really an uplifting story when you think about it. You know, started in 2010, really at the forefront of this movement something that the city of Minneapolis and then St. Paul could be really proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the bikes themselves, you know, at the time, they thought that the bikes would last for around 10 years, that the stations might last for only five. Mm-hmm. And they've been so well-maintained that they're still in operation today. So, you know, it's a real bummer to see after all this time that this program might go away forever. If you're just joining us, we're talking to M. Castle from Racket about the story regarding the uh, nice ride bikes. And it's not just the bikes, right? Like the scooters are a part of this mm-hmm. this program as well. Yeah, the scooters are a part of it. The bikes are a part of it. Um, they actually introduced e-bikes with this program about two years Ooh. ago. All of this we're talking about losing. Oh, so boy. now I've got two other uh, two parts that I, I want to make sure we get to. And one is... When it comes to the end of this program, what are they going to actually do with the nuts and bolts of all the hardware that's sitting around? Like something tells me, I mean, you address this in your story, but for the listener, what are they going to end up doing with all that stuff? Right. So there are plans to maybe use the parts that they can in other bikes, whether that's other rideshare bikes, whether that's distributing them to standard bike shops. Part of what makes that tricky is that these are really specific pieces of equipment. You know, what works on a a bike share bike won't necessarily work for your personal bicycle. Um, And then the other potential plan is to maybe redistribute some of these bikes to rideshare programs in other cities or to private users. Um, A lot of that, I think, is going to be up in the air as the next couple weeks and months drag on. Is there any hope that um, maybe somebody listening right now 
could step in and, and um, be the next sponsor. Is there anything on the horizon? Uh, I know that they tried uh, in reading your article, which, by the way, I've linked on our show links page. You can check out M's article. It seemed like they just tried and exhausted any effort that they could to find. They tried so hard to find another sponsor. So it, is there anything on yeah. the horizon <laughs> that this could come back? <laughs> I'm hopeful. I mean, Lyft has said that they have um, undertaken a, it was a quote unquote rigorous search for a yeah. new sponsor. Maybe yeah, there's someone real? out there. Is that a corporate, is that corporate speak? I could be that sponsor. <laughs> right. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful that someone would step up. We've seen a lot of people point out that this would be a really easy win for a politician who wanted to step in and say, yeah. hey, we're not going to let this really popular public service disappear. Um, will that happen? I don't know. Well, and I know um, here's a couple here are a couple things that are floating around in my head. Two things. One is, first of all, it is just I can hear people going, well, it's just Minneapolis. You guys, look, um, people from all over the state come to Minneapolis, and these bikes are a wonderful sort of like tourist uh, opportunity and resource as much as they are for daily usage. Um, So you'd think that, hey, if we looked at the the Capitol right about now, we've got a record uh, surplus going on and people over at the Capitol trying to figure out what to do with it. I feel like somebody could come up with a few extra dollars to make this a permanent deal so they don't have to renew this every year. I totally agree. It doesn't seem like an impossible amount of money to earmark for a program like this, especially when, as you mentioned, you know, these are kind of a feather in the cap of the Twin Cities. It's something that local people use, and it's something that tourists from around the world can take advantage of when they come here. Um, We were discussing yesterday just among our, our staff how Every major city in America at this point has these rideshare bikes, and we were one of the first, mm-hmm. and now we're going to be one of the only major cities that doesn't. And mm-hmm. I think that's a shame. I think it's kind of an embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. And it, it looks like in your article you say that in 2021 there were 70,000 riders uh, who took yeah, 533,000 yeah. trips on these bikes. Yeah, record-breaking. It's just, that's, that's, yeah, you, you it's don't even think getting more and more that. popular. Wow. Well, I know. Here's the thing I know. If there is a development, because you'd already posted an update, I think you got a, was it an update from the city of Minneapolis or you, you received a, an update on that story. So I imagine that the story is going to continue the way it's sort of gotten traction, uh, no pun intended, online. <laughs> yes, I think that's safe to say. Um, I will say, you know, we heard from the city. Uh, they said that there are other bike share and scooter share companies that are interested in hitting the road this year. Um, if that's true, I would expect we'd hear an announcement soon here because, you know, they'll need to be getting the infrastructure up and running. Spring isn't that far off. Yeah, let's thank get God. it going. Get it popping, people. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for bringing it to the public's attention with your article. And uh, once again, if you want to uh, read her article, just go to... My Talk 1071 and uh, look at Bradley and Don's show link page. And thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, thanks for keeping us up to date. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for helping spread the word about this important story. Awesome. Absolutely. That's M. Castle from Racket and her story about the rideshare ending its program, the bike rideshare ending its program here in Minneapolis, as Don said, is on our website. When we come back, I know this is going to sound very dark, Don. But what it's now? true.
brain-eating amoeba. What? It's real. I'm going to get on my uh, my bike and run away from this. Oh, wait, I don't have one anymore. Oh, God. Wow. Make it even <laughs> more depressing. No, I'm going to make you uh, freaked out as all get out when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Dakota Dental. Great dental health starts with a great dentist. My great dentist is Dakota Dental. That's where I go for all my dental needs and I have for the last couple of years. Why? Well, it all started with a dental emergency, which, by the way, Dakota Dental does better than most. Here's how I know. I've had multiple dental emergencies. And you're like, what even is a dental emergency? Trust me when I tell you when they happen, you want your dentist on the other end of the phone going, come on in, we'll get the problem solved. It started with a chipped tooth and it was a front tooth. I don't want to walk around with a chipped front tooth. Well, do you know, a few years later, the other front tooth was a crown. Crown cracked. Couldn't be repaired. You know what that meant? Dental implant. Well, guess what? Dakota Dental, in addition to being a great emergency dentist, and just great for all-around dental care, getting your checkups, everything. Also, premier dental implant specialist in Minnesota. You got questions about your dental health? Call dakotadental.com today. Hi, Joe Messier. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Don. Are you ready to get scared? Ah! It's not even Halloween, and Bradley has one of the scariest stories I've ever heard. Um, and, you know, I said we were going to do a thing, and then I can't find the thing. Aww. So I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. No, it's okay. But I'm going to tell you the story. Okay, sure. Um, I, well, here, how, how about I do this? Dawn, there's something in your house that could kill you. Why? Because science. <laughs> I don't know where the because science went. Do we oh, know? Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I do want to tell you the story about a brainy... <laughs> I had a hard time saying it this morning to you. I was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I do what you meant. Brain I speak Bradley. Eating amoeba. Okay. Now, you've probably seen these stories before, like, and they're terrifying and they're terrible and they're tragic because it usually ends with the death of a human being. Mm-hmm. So, tabloids on occasion like to highlight said tragedies sure. for clicks, which is gross, right? Yeah. But you know, this is a thing. And when I see stories like this, I scroll past them because I think that's not real. I'm sure they're just making it far more scary than it actually is. So what made you click this time? I don't know, because (laughs) it said Florida. Here was the headline I read. Florida man. Yeah, but this is not the kind of Florida man we make fun of. This is actually someone who died. Florida man dies from brain-eating amoeba infection after (gasps) rinsing his nose with tap water. And I thought, I can't uh, uh, live in a world uh-oh. where my tap water can give me a brain-eating amoeba. Is that real, Dawn? Is it real? That's what I'm thinking to myself when I click. So that's yes, why I clicked. You wanted to know the information. <laughs> Don't sidetrack me with uh, Stairway to Stardom. That's what she's trying to do, kids. Um, but it's a fun rabbit hole to go down. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Story. Can I go back to the brain? <laughs> yeah, please. I just said information. No, I know. <laughs> I'm not dumb. Okay. The unnamed man... Uh, he lived around Tampa, was killed by the amoeba, a single-celled organism on February 20th. And I go on to read the story. Now, look, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is this was a tragic end for one human being. The also slightly tragic news is that it's a, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It was an actual amoeba that was in tap water. The chances, though, that you're going to contract the thing that ends up killing you is very low, obviously. But what I found fascinating and the reason I wanted to understand how this works is because, and we've talked about this off the air, I have some like sinus issues when it comes to like times of the year. Oh, yeah. So in the winter, it's all the dust. In the spring, it's all the mold or the, uh, what's your mind? Mold. Not mold, but mold is in the fall. I'm allergic to mold. Mold is in the fall. Like the pollen and all. I get stuff in my nose and I get clogged up. Thousands of Americans, millions perhaps even, suffer from very similar sure. things. So, in an attempt to try to uh, reduce some of those symptoms, I was like, I want to do that neti pot. Well, I really want to do that nose thing that you stick up there and it goes, dig, 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 and they like force the water up your nose. Mm-hmm. The navage thing. Mm-hmm. You, we've done the Talk commercials. Talk to Donna. Oh, okay. Does she have thoughts about it? She does. Okay. Well, I thought I'm going to start with the old neti pot. she got one. Okay, good to know. And I do neti pot. Yeah, well, and so I know neti pot has been around for like thousands of years. So I was like, I might do this neti pot. So I went and got a neti pot. And it was like, you need to boil the water before you put it in your nose. Absolutely. And I thought, do you really need to do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it turns out you do. A, because you want the neti pot itself to be sanitary. But also, because that amoeba can be in your tap water. Now, if you drink it, Turns out your body will kill it, like the stomach acids and sure, things. So you won't like, have to worry about, about showers? it. But if it gets up into your nose and passes from, there's some kind of nerve that it infects and it gets all up into your nose, it goes to your brain and infects your brain and that's how you die. So it's, that was real. So like this story is, you know, it's tragic and it's horrible. And but it's, if there's one amoeba, there are... Millions of them. You'd think think. that it's far more possible. So anyway, that made me just go, well, I better boil my neti pot water. No, I do. I use distilled water or filtered water. And you just boil it? Boil it. It has to be bubbling for for some time, you know? And I do that before and after I use it because they say that you can get the, um, that anything that you used, before you use it again... You have to boil the water so that yeah. anything that you put sure. next to your nose, your bacteria could be on that and growing things. Yeah. So it's just like it's a process, but it's definitely worth it. But I'm concerned that, uh, you know, our normal filtration or well, that's filtering what I... system that the city would have would kill that. But I know when the Department of Health for Charlotte, where this took place in Florida, said that tap water in the area is still safe to drink. 
but the amoeba is rare and can only infect humans through the nose. Okay. And apparently most of the humans that die from this amoeba, it's not from tap water. It's actually swimming in warm water lakes and rivers. Not seawater, but warm water, not cold water, warm water, lakes and rivers. So, again, that's why there have been only a handful, but it's an actual thing. So I just had to go down this, and I don't mean to unnecessarily, like, I'm not trying to unnecessarily scare people. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just trying to tell you. Be aware. It's a thing, and I don't want to live in that world where that's a thing. Add it to the list that's of all right. the things that could do us Just in. stay in Minnesota. I know. We got some cold water up here. It's true. <laughs> so be safe and boil your neti pot water. Mm-hmm. All right, Dawn, when we come back. Um, some people ordered the same thing for dinner and a bunch of other people got ticked off about it. <laughs> yes. You going to tell us about it? I am. We'll be right back. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, uh, everything brain-eating amoebas. No, no, we're done with that. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Um, we do talk about food on this show quite a bit. Thank God. We're foodies. I would call myself a foodie, even though I don't try everything in the world or make it my source of living i i do enjoy talking about and eating food you same yeah yeah and making your food and all of that kind of stuff and kimchi and well i need to make more kimchi there something happened and for two days twitter was just on fire about oh, no. it okay so apparently i'm sure it was very important it is very important now, this is not a political conversation it happens oh, to good. involve the bidens but who's that um, well, it's a man and a woman. Anyway, okay. they went out to eat. President Joe and First Lady Jill oh, Biden. Oh, those two. Dr. Jill Biden, by the way. And they're in the middle of a very heated debate. They're not involved, but everybody had an opinion. Okay. They went what? for a, re- a meal okay. at the Red Hen restaurant in Washington, D.C. How this information got leaked out, I don't know. Somebody at the restaurant well, wanted sure, everybody you know, to know like, what they ordered. Hey, guys, did you know the Bidens love their steak medium rare? Right. Okay, so apparently their order was two bowls of rigatoni, bread and butter, and a chicory salad. Mm. Okay? I like it. Pasta heavy. Carb yeah. heavy. Good Oh, good Sounds very comforting during this time of year. Yes. They ordered the same entree, so they had the exact same order. They both ordered the same thing. That's correct. Not like one entree and they split seed. No, no, no. They both ordered they the each exact got their same own. thing. Good for them. They like healthy portions. Oh, my gosh. You would think that they committed some type of a crime. What's the crime? Well, uh, this person tweeted, there are two types of couples in this world. Those who order the same dish at a restaurant and those who would never dare. What? I would definitely glare at my husband if he ordered the same thing as me, because obviously we need to try as much of the menu as possible. Uh, okay. Well, okay. So this seems to mm, perhaps bring in a larger conversation that is strategies with your significant other at restaurants. Yeah. Clearly the Bidens didn't have a strategy uh, other than they both wanted the rigatoni. And they were both hungry because mm-hmm. that seems like what you do. Like if my partner and I order the same thing, it's because that place is known for a thing and we both want our own. Right. Yeah. I have uh, with MC. We like the same things for some reason, uh, most of the time. And so we're both going to get if we both really love a French dip, for instance. Yeah. You know, 
I can sure. deconstruct it or whatever I want to do with it. But I love that. And so does he. So we both get one. I never knew but that that would gonna... be a problem. I think it's kind of cute. So I guess the pro- what is the problem again? The problem... Because they're not sharing, like doing splitsies. Because I will say the other strategy that my partner and I engage, but we always have a conversation before we order. Are we splitting? And if we're splitting, then we both have to get to, like, then there's a whole set of rules because mm-hmm. you can't just get what you want. No. You got to make sure that each partner is happy with what each of you is ordering. But that's a strategy, and you have to claim that strategy or name that strategy before the order comes. Right. You could right? be going somewhere that is, you know, famous for one thing, but you also know that they're really good at another thing. And you're like, when we go, let's try both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But should you be shamed? And people think you're super no. weird and, for getting the same dish. Like, a, like again, I know, I know it's not because you wouldn't do this, but it's not like people going, they don't like Biden, so they're going to make fun of what they ordered. No, none of the, none of the, um, it wasn't like that. Like yeah. they didn't get into that. Okay. No. So this was literally just people like, how dare you order the same food? Right. Like one do person you guys do said, that? I find. You do. I, I, you yeah. and MC do. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike, do you, do you and- if it's If it's a situation where, like you said, they're known for something and we both want the same thing. Yeah, sure. like they both have a great Lucy. burger. <laughs> I do love, though, the splitsies yeah. like, attack, though. I absolutely, that's something. It's strategic. When I wasn't, you know, I've spent a long time of my life not with anybody, but being with somebody, it's super fun now because it's like, oh, man, this looks good, but that wrap also looks really good. Yeah, like you I want wish I could it. have half of each. And she's like, oh, well, let's do it. And then we both get it and just share oh, it. Oh, you're I love so that. cute. Yes. You are, mm-hmm. You're such a loving couple. That's how you divide and conquer. And Thanks. trust me, you know you're you're new to this experience. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. Yeah, it's not going to go away because after it. 14 years, we still do splitsies, mm-hmm. and it is so much better than like because we used to do that thing where it was like, do you want a bite? And it's like, oh, I don't want a bite of your food. I want my food because if I give you a bite, you're going to want a bite of my food. <laughs> if we're in that kind of mood. <laughs> Then we have to do splitsies, yeah, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, it's like, keep your fork off my plate. Wow, that sure is a big bite you're taking there. Yeah. Right. Like, you took the best part. <laughs> That's the best part with all the you cheese. You got all the crunchy cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Me, so one user tweeted, I find it so annoying when my wife insists on me deciding what to order so that she can decide what to order. Those two things are not related and do not need to be sequenced. Indeed, when you know what you want, why not order it? Why needlessly subject yourself to an inferior in your heart, at least menu item, or be able to enjoy less of your desired plate? I'm curious. And if listeners want to join the conversation, please, I feel like there are it's like a control thing. And I bet there are people who are like, I can't decide what I'm having until I know what my partner's having, even if they don't share food. It's just that. So if that's the case, complicated. Call us. Otherwise, if you've got strong feels about any of this conversation, 651-641-1071. Because I feel like there are people out there who are very controlling in that way. Like, oh, you're ordering the burger. I won't get that. But like, well, you're not sharing. So why does it matter? But maybe they just, maybe it's like a thing. Mm -hmm. Like they can't. You know how like you like to vacuum your carpet in one direction? You do? Well, some people get very specific about like it needs to be in long lines. Or it needs to be in a circle or some dumb thing. Or just haphazard. I'm just saying maybe those kind of people get very... Something tells me yours is haphazard. Well, I mean, there are things like the bed there. I mean, I do, but like whenever... It, it is but a you know chore how people get really one of the picky? Kids. Yes. One of the kids does it. Yeah. And you can tell that they didn't go all the way to the wall. Yeah. Because they just went... Rah, rah, 
four times in yeah. our bedroom. And you're like, well, I'm not going to say anything. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Wow, you're, it's, you're nice. It's not my place. You know what I'm saying? My mom would have said, if you're going to do that half her, don't do it at all. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. My, that was my childhood. Just the fact Everything that they're was doing half her. Just the fact that they're doing it is good. You always have to remember yeah. that. because yeah, sure. yeah. So anyway, um, to back to the food. Right? It is, I, I don't ever think about halvesies. You guys never do split C's? I don't think we ever have. We will take a bite. Like, hey, do you want a bite? And sometimes when I ask that, I hope he says no. I will because say. Because I want the whole thing. I will say culturally, my, uh, I, I, before I was in a relationship, I did not do that. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, keep your fingers off my food. <laughs> I ordered this. This is what I want. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But once uh, Jamie and I got together, we just started. He was always a split C's. Like, and here's the other thing. He's such a splitsy person that he will split with another person at a table. Like, for example, if I'm not in the mood to split, like I want my ribeye. I'm eating a ribeye. That's leave me alone. Yeah. And I'm going to get then his sister is there. Let's say Uh they might do splitsies. Oh, okay. And at first I was like, rude. Like he's (laughs) cheating on me. me. (laughs) And now it's like good because I can get them off my plate if (laughs) I really want to stick to, you know. So you don't really want to do split. It depends. It really depends, honestly, yeah, yeah. because there are some times where like we just went to the, you know, the uh, you've been to revival, I'm sure at some point, one of the revivals around the Twin Cities. I haven't yet, but I what are you waiting for. I know. I know. Please go. I've never. But we went to there. they have one now out at uh, St. Louis Park and uh, uh, it was like, yeah, we got to divide and conquer because we wanted to see if the things were, you know, mm-hmm. the same out there as they are at the other locations. I digress. We've got someone on the phones. Janet, should we go to Janet? She's on the line and has strong feels for you, Dawn. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Janet. Well, first of all, I'm shocked that there's people judging other people for their ordering. That's, right? I never would have thought that was a thing. There's like 71,000 people engaged in this this Twitter uh, conversation. That's crazy to me. But I just wanted to throw out that, yeah, I I think I've heard you both sort of say the same thing where... I love to share, and sometimes splitsies are the best when you're a couple, but sometimes I want what I want, mm-hmm. yes. and my husband will want that same thing, but he also wants something different, so he tries to get me to no. do the splitsies <laughs> and say, well, let's get this, and then this, and then we can have half. It's like, no, I want that whole thing. Back yeah. off, because I don't want to give you half of mine. Yeah, and the thing that you want, I don't want, so just stay on your own plate. Exactly. So it can be it can be the best. But um, sometimes I just want what I want. So yeah. Stay away. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, like if, I said. if he wants to order the same thing, I don't want judgment by other people in the restaurant. So oh. both of us getting the same thing. I know the cook <laughs> loves it. We both have good taste then. Yeah, exactly. The cook loves it because they're just doing double of something. They're like, this plate, this plate, this plate, this plate. Boom, it's in the window, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Jan, thank you so Thanks, much. Janet. To, your po- to your point, uh, Dawn. It was pasta. Like, this is not like, it's not like they're running low in the kitchen. (laughs) Should we go to Mary? Mary's on the line. She's got some thoughts for you. Yay. Hi, Mary. What do you think? Are you a splitsies person or or do you order the same? I up a whole can of worms on this conversation. Oh, right. Mary. I love sharing. Yeah. So, with my ex and I, it would be, what are you getting? Well, you want the same thing? Okay, well, I'll get this, and then we can share. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he would be totally fine with that. 
Mm-hmm. Totally fine. But do you judge other people for getting the same thing? And I don't know what's going on with your phone, but I can't hear you. So Mutual, Mary, but we love you nonetheless. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing. There's just a... A bad connection yeah, from uh, it's South Carolina today. Effect. Oh, right, right, That's right. Mary. Yeah. It's, yeah. She's, you know, she's, she's in a submarine sun. off the coast of... Oh, submarine. I think you said suburb. No, submarine. Oh, the suburbs. She's out we of just the can't suburb. get the good she's, connection from the suburbs. You know, it's very hard to hear Woodbury. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, guys. I think people want to fight about things just you in think? general. You and think. so this is something where they get to get all their aggression out about something that's stupid. Right? Oh, I agree. Ultimately, on Twitter. Yeah. Thank you, Twitter. Uh, That's what Twitter's good for. Okay, hey, or used to be anyway, when we come back from uh, the Bidens to the Biebs, he has canceled the rest of his tour. Dawn's got the latest and why she's relieved when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Why should you consider my talk 1071 everything entertainment the adventures of Bradley and Dawn? Hi. Hi. Uh we just got word uh, yesterday TMZ announced that uh Justin Bieber is canceling the rest of his world tour. Oh, that's a bummer. It is a bummer for the people who had tickets to it and and all of that, but you know, their life will go on. Um and they'll, their money will be refunded. And overall, I think I was like, oh, what a relief. You know, what a relief for him. Because the world tour, there were concerts in the UK, France, Poland, Australia, New Zealand, Denmark, Czech Republic. He was going to be all over the globe again. And yesterday happened to be his 29th birthday. So he decided to make... I can't believe he's only 29. It feels like I know. I've been talking about Justin Bieber for 100 years. That's because he started performing when he was, I think, like 13 or, yeah. or 12 no, was, or something. Yeah, he was definitely adolescent. Yes. On Ellen. And he was just, yeah, he got his career at a very young age and very talented, obviously. So Very talented already... young man, that Justin Bieber. Right. So obviously he's lived a lifetime of adult life. Even like at age 12, he started in this adult world of being having all this pressure on him and being a performer. Um, He also postponed the tour because he had um, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which is the same virus that is uh, it's very similar in the same as chickenpox. And it can cause paralysis, partial paralysis in your face and also uh, your ear. It can affect your ear and hearing. 
and it can last. You can have it and not know that it's still in your body, and then years later it crops up, which yeah. is what happened for him. Um, it's like a shingle. It's actually occurs when a shingles outbreak affects the facial nerve near one of your ears and <clears throat> also can cause hearing loss in the affected ear. So very scary for a musician. And also, you don't know what's going on. Imagine just having, like, you wake up and or just in the middle of your day, your face is... Yeah. is paralyzing your head and hearing loss. Yeah. I had a friend in, uh, that I worked with years and years ago who had, uh, what is it, Bell's palsy, which is also, I think, a viral infection mm-hmm. that forced half of his face to, you know, droop for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a friend also who went through something um, similar. It was permanent, but, you know, here he is dealing with this medical condition that is, it has to be public because... You know, he had to talk about it, which nobody really wants to talk about their health, I think, especially if you're a celebrity. You want that to be private, right? Yeah. But it was an obvious change to his face, and he had to address it. And it's also very helpful for those who are dealing with it. You're like, oh, I just learned something. So now yes. if you see it in your world, I mean, that's the that's using your celebrity for good. Um, so there were a number of reasons he obviously canceled the tour. Did he speak directly about what, like, what was, like, did he release a statement or something that said, like, hey, guys, this is what we're doing? I believe his people announced a statement uh, because it was coming through TMZ. Got it. Um, it's just Justin tour updates. You know, Justin Bieber has officially canceled the remaining dates of his world tour. Check in with your point of purchase for refunds on your show dates. Uh, so back in September. I would imagine he'll have like a video or something that kind of addresses what's going on, don't you think? Yes. And I would assume that, you know he's also dealt with, uh, you know, taking breaks because of depression or exhaustion. And I just bet this was such a huge relief to him. You know, I think that over the years, you mentioned earlier in the show that uh, that you've talked about that he just needs to take a break, you know, and he has taken those breaks before. But just to say, I'm not postponing this or rescheduling these. I'm canceling it is a whole different thing. He's 29 years old. And this is not the first time he's canceled a tour or postponed a tour, right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm just thinking he must feel so relieved. Imagine if that's looming out there for you and you don't really want to do it, you know? <laughs> so I yeah, think for him for canceling it. I just, you know, I, 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 I and it's hard to know because I don't know what his motivations are for canceling it, but I would imagine... Justin Bieber, when I just look from 10,000 feet, is a person who has not really had a chance to sort of live an adult life Mm -hmm. as you and I have lived it. And I know people would say, yeah, he has an incredibly privileged life. True. But he didn't achieve that success as an adult. He achieved that success as a child Mm -hmm. before, like, his life, personality, idea of himself, self-concept, whatever you want to call it was fully formed. Right, so you have and, arrested development. Yeah, or at least potentially arrested development and I would imagine that this is common for all child stars and I just for the life of me cannot understand. I mean, I don't want to get into this conversation, but as a parent, I don't think I could allow that because it's so much and I'm sure it's very uh what's the word? tempting. Mm. Right? Like your child is very successful, your child is, you know, like to not want to support that and to not want to nourish that or nurture yeah. that, right? <sighs> but I just can't look around and see that many very successful at like a Justin Bieber level talented artists who have not had a very dark period 
you know, that have not had incredible struggles. Brittany. Right? Yeah. Brittany. I mean, that's an extreme. I mean, all of them. There are very few. Like, maybe Justin Timberlake, right? Like, maybe who else? I mean, but every other child star just, oh, that's just such an incredible, yeah, incredibly emotional, psychologically, oh, I just can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine. And I also go on. being I a parent, on. whenever, like, let's say, so you know your kid is, like, super talented and you want the best for him. And, of, of course, like, a lot of, um, you know, stage moms out there, they've been on taking their kids to auditions. And, you know, if it happens in that way where With you're like, we dads, did it. I'm sure there are a few. Right. We did it. We finally did it. And you made it. But then now you've lost your kid to the world. And I would be so annoying. I would be like. Are you okay? Like the minute they get off stage, how do you feel? Are you all right? You know. See, and I had parents that were the exact opposite in that they were like, no, you shan't be doing this. Like, oh, because sure. when, as a kid, I really like theater was my thing, right? Yeah. That was my happy place. And I would go on auditions and everything. And my parents were supportive, but only up to a certain point. Mm. I wanted to go to the high school for performing arts. I'm not trying to make this about me, but I'm just trying to no, relate just... to the story that um, I wanted to go to the high school for performing arts. And they were like, absolutely not, because that's. And that's their decision. I'm not saying whether that was the right decision or wrong decision. I've got opinions. We could, you know, we'll do a podcast episode someday and talk about our childhoods. But um, but that was their approach was like, you're going to be, you're going to have as many opportunities to be a normal, I don't want to say normal, but a typical high school student with a well-rounded mm, exposure. Yeah. And I don't know that that was the right choice, but for them, they, I think, were kind of the opposite of what you would call like a stage parent sure where they they were supportive but it only went so far and then they got very very like you know like opinionated you will go on this like you can path. do all you can yeah. do that stuff too <laughs> on the side but you're also gonna do this <laughs> yeah right like you're right. also gonna study things that you don't want to study <laughs> like exactly. i had to take tight I mean, this goes on and on. Like my mom, for my first elective, we had one elective our freshman year, and my mother made me take type A. (laughs) Greatest thing she ever did to me. I'm so grateful for it to this day. But at the time, can you imagine? You're like, I don't want to do typing. The first time you get to pick a class you Uh get to take, and the one class that you pick, typing? (laughs) Nobody wants to do that. I'm sorry. I distracted us. No, no, no. It's fine. No. I mean, he was a child star so basically i'm trying to compare myself to justin bieber right but you're well how are your parents your parents were very i mean you were a very you know theater focused performing kid Mm -hmm. i was and i did you know like theater competitions in school and all of that um i did not dream big enough for myself at that time um we've never talked about this did you because we both competed so Mm -hmm. i did like um what what they called at the time speech and debate well speech and debate but the thing that i usually did was called duet acting yeah i did Did that that? dramatic interpretation humorous interpretation interp interp we just call it humorous interp oh yeah all of those competitions i think i went to state for dramatic interpretation i did Did you do poetry and pro and prose i oh i did like every category yeah it was ridiculous yeah um yeah. So you, so, so, but your parents, were, were they like wary at all or did they, no, they interact at all? Like what was their, they, they wanted to support me in that. Um, I, de- the most important thing was that I went to college, which I did right away after high school, yeah. even though I had an infant. Yeah. <laughs> so college was the thing. And now there's a different school of thought with traditional college. 
Oh, sure. Well, we'll sure. get to that Things later. Things have changed. But hey. Justin, good job. I, I p- applaud his courage to cancel his tour. Thanks for updating us on Justin Bieber. When we come back, we have another very special guest. First, it was eggs. Now it's olive oil shortages. We'll find out oh. why from...